We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Ten Fancy Dinosaurs, your place for movies, TV shows, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Nick, and I'm returning again, Nerdy Nick. You're one of the regular hosts. Let's yeah, just deal with that. Just deal with it. Yeah, it's it's hard to change. It's I I embrace. I'm not very good at embracing change. That's all right. You don't have to be good at embracing change. Just change needs to happen. Yeah, <laughs> just naturally it'll happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we have been on and off for a couple of, about a month and a half. We're here, we're not here. We actually officially have a lost episode now. I don't know where that went. Um, <laughs> we were talking about such, it was the best episode you've ever heard in your life. Oh, it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. There was angels and demons and good versus evil. It it's just everything. so amazing that you wake up the next day, it's like you've had an amazing night out, but you just can't remember it, but you know it was amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what the situation we're in. We haven't done this in so long, we're so rusty. Oh, my pains. <laughs> yeah, got to stretch our hammies <gasps> and our vocal cords singing again. Hallelujah. But yeah, so we're back, uh, season two, episode two. Um, we're going to get really hard into it because one of us, not me, saw Sonic. Boom, take it away. Uh, yes, me and Carbon Water went to see the Sonic movie, and I give it a thumbs up. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I was actually expecting a car wreck, and I was actually getting more excited that it was going to be a car wreck from that very first trailer. Yeah. With that amazing-looking Sonic that they had. <laughs> um, but yes, I would actually recommend this if there's some way it makes it out, because, you know, you say something and it happens in the universe and everything. I really hope if they do have, like, a Blu-ray or DVD extra release is to have the remaining footage with that Sonic in the scenes put in and everything. Yeah, like Be- the OG Sonic. Oh, yeah, the OG edition. Sonic all the way through, because they said they had to change it to animate it over again, so... yes. Yeah, it would be meaning that it, it exists, those files and everything of yeah. the actual movie. Even if it's in rough or it's not even fully rendered, it would still be there. Yeah, the Sonic Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just to talk about the film in general, it's a pretty good... Fa- it's more of a family film, you can tell. Um, it's PG, which was surprised when they came in, and they actually... You know, actually bringing in some a bit of adult humor here and there that I was actually surprised they were very upfront about. Yep. Um, just to start off, when the movie starts with the Sega logo, they have one of those montages. You know, we have all like mini games on a lot of screen and everything. And I see the Yakuza series in that very prominent. I'm just like, oh boy, my favorite R-rated crime simulator <laughs> in Japan. I love it. <laughs> so got death. Yeah. And uh, some other, but yeah, but as it came down to, as when I think about it, it's just very straightforward for a Sonic movie. Sonic is meant to be from another dimension um, that goes really fast since he was a baby. <laughs> so there's the first marketing parts of Baby Sonic. Uh, he gets taught by a new owl character that appears, hmm. and the owl character disappears for the rest of the film after that. <laughs> and then, then we basically start up that Sonic is traveling from world to world using rings. He uses rings like the giant rings to teleport to, in the video games, to the special zones. It's to teleport to other worlds. So sliders. Yeah. So basically, he's got a little map which he unveils, and there's the first little Easter egg for Sonic fans. Is there's a Sega Saturn world, and it's crossed out because there was no Sonic game on the Sega Saturn. There was an infamous one, but it got canned at the last second. Um, 
but yeah, I could just talk about the whole film and everything, but I'll just get down straight to the point. It's ba- That's basically the main plot, and Jim Carrey comes as Dr. Robotnik because, again, Sonic goes too fast that he actually causes a sonic boom in the area, which knocks out all electronics in the area, so it's naturally people come in to find out what caused this and everything, uh, and they find Sonic's quill, and that's where it all goes from there, of, of uh, Jim Carrey playing as the... Asshole, Doctor Robotnik. That's the only way to describe oh, really? them. He's just, just not jerky a, He's just an absolute jerk to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You're allowed to be. Yeah. Uh, some nice little touches here and there. Like there was, um, I was expecting probably more. They were going to do renditions of the video game soundtrack, but they did because of there's an area called in the movie Green Hill, so they had a piano rendition of Green Hill Zone from the Sonic game. Oh, that's which cool. Which is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, most of the humor and everything else, it's very straightforward. It's not being anything too risque or anything like that. Like, oh, Sonic ate too much and stuff like that. Those, oh, <laughs> shucks, you little rascal. That chili dogs. Of, yeah, there was a chili dogs reference. There was things that I put in my mind that's like what I expect to be in a Sonic movie. And it's just like, one, he's breakdancing. Check that off. And it's just like, <laughs> then he's had, he eats out of the place. It's like, oh, they had a new thing they were called chili dogs. Ooh. And I'm like, well, there's that as well. <laughs> Chili dogs, rings, and uh, but I will say not to spoil anything else. You know, think about it. It's just a generally a good, just a general enjoyable film. I can't really pick it apart because I know it's understand it's made for a younger audience and kids. And when I break it down by story wise structure and everything, it's it pretty much fits the mold of when it comes down to it. Um, of course, I have my own imaginations, like with the freakish Sonic and the, a completely different pro- plot of you can't run away from your problems all the time, Sonic. <laughs> you just can't keep running all the like time. Every classic children's movie. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, of, of the past that we grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just run away from everything and expect it to be all right. But that's how everything worked out in my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> everything was always fine. Yeah. Um, I quit all the time. Nothing bad happened. You lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end... Uh, any Chaos Emeralds, anything like that? Uh, no real any reference to Chaos Emeralds or anything. Uh, none of the other wacky friends turn up. It's a very Sonic-centered, focused film and everything. Yep. Um, it does set up for a sequel, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but of course, avoid YouTube or the inter- or Sonic fan base in general because they love spoiling everything, yeah. which they will do. <laughs> but as I said, as a film itself, I enjoyed it. My worried, I went in expecting like the absolute worst and actually walked out enjoying it. So that's nothing really I can really actually say. That's the best well, yeah, praise no. I can give a film. Yeah, that's a good positive. That's what I like to hear. Um, so when it comes to other parts of the movie, Jim Carrey talking about how high art it was and uh, did it deliver on the high art or was it more just... Oh no, Jim! No, you can no, you can understand uh, why Doctor Robotnik is got is got attitude. These the tech he shows, like the new Badniks that he shows, this is top of the mm. line, impressive looking stuff. Like technology wise, it's multi transforming vehicles and everything. <laughs> else. It's exactly from the games and stuff. So you can understand why he's looks down on everyone else, and he's because he's just that intelligent of what he's already accomplished and everything. Yeah. So without agreeing or disagreeing, I'm guessing in the end Robotnik finds a way to go to Sonic's dimension. Uh, it's more of he understands Sonic's speed and how he jumps to dimensions and everything. Yeah. Um, and that's where the film ends on that part as well, too. Does so that's where it comes out to it. Yeah, you get that. Does he get fat at the end? Oh, he starts to change the pres look like Robotnik because he's like gone through and he's shaved his head. He's got the giant mustache. Yeah. You can see he's starting to get a bit more chunkier as well. He's walking around too. <laughs> so he's so, becoming Eggman. Yeah, so they could set it up that he's where his location is. I'm not going to spoil it. He could be because of where he is and what he'll be living on. He'll get probably many very obese <laughs> and everything so that'll add to it and everything to it as well awesome so out of 10 
Well, I don't like doing it out of 10. I just give it a thumbs up, thumbs Well, no, it's always hard. It's always to self-interpret it. But yeah. I give it a thumbs up. It's, like, it's not something to rush out to see. But like I said, yeah. if, if, you're family, if you're family people and you want to take your kids out, it's a good film to take out. They'll, they'll enjoy the visuals and everything else like that. And they'll enjoy Sonic flossing. So he'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, One of your little meme dances. <laughs> it's uh, it's doing pretty well. The box office. Uh, oh, 30, phenomenally well. Forty three million, and uh, in domestic and then international is one hundred and one million. Yeah, that's the big numbers. It's the highest grossing video game movie at launch. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. So take that Doom, oh, take yeah. that Double Dragon, <laughs> take that Silent Hill. Actually, you're pretty good, Silent Hill. You get to be in the good list. Yeah, the first Silent. Take Hill was that Super good. Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, no, that was pretty good too. But it doesn't deserve to be on that list because it was terrible. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is a Mortal Kombat's god tier of. Oh, video Mortal game Kombat movies. is the gold standard. I say when it comes to making it, it's t- taking the premise and then still running with it, even though they had that black character that turned out who wasn't in the game with the the bow staff, oh. and then the katana and Liu Kang fight where Shao Tsung is just like, "That's it, this fight's over." And walks off. It's like, wait, this is meant to be yeah, a fight to the you death. You brutally murdered everyone else who fought with you. What what gives, man? Yeah, you killed everyone at other fights. You would just end the fight and then that's it, and you walk off. Katana. You offend me! <laughs> and just walks off. It's like, cool, that's how Mortal Kombat works. Yeah, and that Johnny Cage moment where he's walking through the webs, oh, the yeah. wall of webs, and he said, Katana went this way because of her perfume. It's like, no, she would have went through the wall of webs. No, movie, yeah. why do you do this to me? The, the, the <laughs> classic rundown of that scene. You know, he just has to actually move the cobwebs with his hands and He crawl breaks through. them apart to get them free people through. <laughs> she obviously didn't come through there. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, Sonic... Did really well. I'm glad uh, because it did cost a lot more to make. So yeah. at least they made some of that money back. Well, that's the lesson is is that they actually took to criticism and then changed the film to criticism. And they were very successful because of that. But unfortunately for the studio that did it, they got closed down because Canada, if you look up the film, a movie, it's called After Pi. Yep. It's the studio that talks about who worked on the life of Pi. And basically Canada just allows you to just fuck the animators. Oh. But that's it. You just get to just abuse all their rights. Who cares? <laughs> that's basically what it is by Canadian laws and everything. And oh, yeah, nice. it's very it's very distressing and stuff to see about that because you understand people have done. I've I've worked on three D animations and everything else like yeah. that. It's a very animation is a very very. We'll have carbon water testify. It's a very enduring, a tedious task. Tedious task to do, and for people that these people actually really put in the effort. I will say that from the Sonic film and everything, what they yeah. did, they really put in the effort. And to the fact that they don't have a job anymore is very distressing to hear about. Yeah, well, hopefully they can get jobs elsewhere. Um, so, good job, guys. Uh, much love. Uh, you Wish you the best future, easily. Yeah. Go work for Disney. They need animators. Yeah, Disney or Warner Brothers. Yeah. Actually, Disney need writers, not animators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. So, we'll stick with the Motiv video games. Uh, there's been a bit of leaked information about the Resident Evil Netflix TV series. Yes. Um, it's under the umbrella, <laughs> umbrella, get it? Uh, it's, it's, it's under the, uh, it's under the guise of Arclay. Yeah. It's, uh, pro, like Project Arclay or Arclay. So basically the Arclay Mountains where the mansion was yeah. in the first game. So this is all that was leaked. Uh, the town of Clearfield, uh, MD has long stood in the shadow of three seem, seemingly unrelated behemoths, the Umbrella Corporation, the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum and Washington DC. Okay. First of all. Why is an asylum, you know, up against like a multi-billion dollar corporation and Washington? Um, don't know what's going on yeah, there. exactly. Um, today, 26 years after the discovery of the T-virus, secrets held uh, by the three will start to be revealed at the first signs of outbreak. So, this is probably going to be pre-zero. It's going to be pre-mansion incident yeah, by the sounds of, of that. So, 
Well, that's the logic we're going from from the games. They could just come up with whatever they want. That's well, usually the next problem. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's, that's the other problem is they have all this source material, all this stuff to go off, and they're probably just going to be like, no, I'm going to make something new and edgy. It's like, no. Yeah. Um, what I've thought about, because um, Constantine Films are a German company that bought the Resident Evil rights for TV and film in 1997. Okay. That's why they keep on pumping out the movies, because they just want to retain the rights. Wasn't it because the director also wants to put movies with his hot wife in it? Yeah. So he just kept doing that for that reason? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> here's my wife. She's gorgeous. She kicked the glass and it cut the doggy in half. <laughs> <laughs> Physics. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically they're, re- they're rebooting their film series, right? But then they're doing the TV series through Netflix, which is going to be a complete separate entity. Yes. I hope they don't merge the two. Yeah. Because one thing I really want to get from the Netflix TV series is I want them to cut back on the action and give us the horror. Yes. Because that's what the first Resident Evil and, you know, first two, zero, three, were all about horror before four. So yeah, hopefully they turn four into a TV series. Do yeah. Forestero! <laughs> Just a bunch of natives chasing Leon. Well, that's why I give credit to the Resident Evil films. At least they gave us the cool laser room concept. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's basically that's it. And a Slipknot soundtrack. So it's like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so hopefully it delivers because based on the law, you know, the Umbrella scientists were working out of the mansion yeah. in the Arclay Mountains. So the Greenwood Asylum's probably some people who were test subjects, maybe. But or was... maybe they were given funding because it was an environmental <laughs> reason. That's why they were out in the middle of the woods and they're oh. allowed to be there. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Umbrella Corporation were given money to do uh, anti-climate change research. Yeah. <laughs> and led to green the... monsters <laughs> and giant snakes. The T virus was caused by global warming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hopefully we get a bit of insight into the Ashmore, not the Ashmores. Um, I forgot their name. The the lead scientists in the mansion. Oh, okay. I forgot the names. All I know is just Wesker. Yeah, Wesker and those other people around him that died. <laughs> yeah, Jill. No, Jill's still alive. Wait, is Jill alive in canon or is she dead? She's dead in canon, isn't she? Um, what, what happened after 5? Because I remember she got infected and everything. Uh, did um, she die in 5? We'll have to relook at that. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. People are going to just burn our podcast down. <laughs> no, you idiot. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Yeah, well, calm down. We're just remembering these long series of video games, people. We've been there since the day one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we got shown like Ada Fall in Resident Evil 2, but we know she's in 4. Yeah. And 6? Ada's in 6, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know, they made too many fucking games. Yeah, all I know is that I got seven for off Indie Gala for half price. That would Monster Hunter for 50 bucks. Nice. So I'll go, that's what I'm going to be playing into next as well. So other games I've talked, I'll beat about, but we'll get back to the Resident Evil talk. Awesome. Um, yeah, but also Resident Evil, uh, a bit of plot details around number eight has been revealed. Yeah, I heard there's some talks about it. Um, that's all you really got known is that there's copyrights towards it and everything, which is natural. They do it every time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go try out seven because I got that to see what my take is on everything. Uh, is it nice? Well, I've heard, it's, it's, good I've heard it's good and I've heard it's gone back to the classic style. So that's why I prefer most of Resident Evil and everything. Yeah. Uh, I like my action games, but it gets a bit tedious to a point when the, it happens again and again and again and again. And other series start doing it as well. And it just, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of took uh, took the piss when um, uh, Chris punched the rock. Oh, that was phenomenal! The classic uppercut the bo- of a rock. Yeah, the, yeah, uppercut in the boulder or the <laughs> the battle against Wesker, where you just turn out the lights and he's just like, "I can't see you. I'm not going to take off my sunglasses to do it, though." <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! 
but yeah, uh, apparently Ethan Winters is going to reprise his role. He's uh, the protagonist in episode uh, Resident Evil 7. Cool. He's going to be reprising, or at least being a playable character in Resident Evil 8. Okay. Uh, it's going to be in a snowy, mountainous area, Oh, apparently. So, uh, Castle Wolfenstein-y. Well, there was that snow one. That was the one on the 3DS. Mm. And it got re-released recently, actually on PC and everything. Revelations? Yeah, Revelations. Yeah, yeah, you actually go through multiple layers. Like, you go from a beach up through the mountains and everything else like that, on a boat as well. <coughs> yes. So, that's uh, that's my latest Resident Evil news. Also, there's been some uh, movement with the Diablo Netflix anime. Yes. Uh, basically, the person who's directing or writing it, I'm not sure what he says he does. He's added it as his credits on LinkedIn. And everyone's gone into meltdown mode saying it's uh, being confirmed, even though Blizzard haven't confirmed it yet. But it's confirmed. Yeah, like, pretty much. If he's already listed it publicly, then that's how it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. He just fucked you guys. Yeah. But um, I was reading... What was I reading? And they're like, oh, we're not quite sure what the plot details are. I'm like, I do. Everyone does. Yes. Diablo's there. And then bad stuff happens. Oh, it always goes like that. It's like either Diablo was already there... Or there's a plot where you're summoning another demon, and then that demon leads to summoning Diablo as well. Yeah. Wow, it's not very hard to understand. Yeah. <laughs> in this, in this, uh, in 2020, I think um protagonist will be female. Yes. Um, it'll have to be. I mean, those those chicks were pretty badass. Maybe an assassin or a rogue. Yeah. Kind of character. Um, coming into town and being like, oh, this place is fucked. Yeah. You guys suck. You need a hero. And then. Yeah, I don't know. But it's going to be kind of Castlevania-y. Like the same production company that did Castlevania is going to well, be hopefully it's the one. same production value. It'd be ni- nice to see and everything. <clears throat> yeah. But we've, if we're getting on the talk of Castlevania itself, uh, when the first season came out, it was only four episodes. <sighs> That's not a season. I expect at least eight episodes or so for a season. Yeah, four that, is not enough. That's people. an over. <laughs> yeah, that's an over. Sorry. Yeah, ne- that's exactly what it is. An ne- OVA. Netflix, you're not you're not new. You just made an OVA. Yeah, it's not groundbreaking to call it a limited series. Yeah, no, it's just Sorry. limited series. That's all it is. <laughs> an unfinished series. <laughs> <laughs> we could not be fucked finishing. Yeah. Season two got announced though. Yes, yeah, uh, so saw the trailer. trailer. Yeah. So hopefully that has more than four, but it looks like. Their animation department is good, but it's not productive enough. Yeah, that's what I always get a feeling of. It's like it looks good visually, but there's parts where it animates where some parts and everything where it's like, you know, you wish they got a bit more time to smooth it out and stuff. Like there's some parts that look a bit choppy. Yeah. So I guess they're under the bomb. Uh, and there could just... be someone just like, but it's just like the NES game. That's choppy. And no, 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 shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between the early sprites and Hannah and drawn animation. Like from the it's... 1990s. Don't uh, compare it today, sir. So yeah. Leave us. <laughs> this is a system from 1989 that released a uh, big perspective there, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically that, that kind of concludes the video game news and uh, TV news. Has there uh... been anything else that you've come across re- recently in the news front? Uh, for than... the for the mostly for the video game side, not really. Besides that, I just saw we already discussed exactly what was going to be up released shortly and everything. We've talked about delays that have already happened. Yes. Uh, the only other news I've heard about basically is just only the latest E three news is that of course Sony announced that they are not going to be at the E three. Oh, big shock! Um, Nintendo and Microsoft, of course, are going to be there as well, and most of the other third parties and everything. Um, but I think. There's uh, more of a try of a push from the game journalists against E3 because about the hack, the 
the doxing that happened about last year, if you heard about that. No. Where that basically the entire list of all the people that attended E3 who are these big journalists, because, you know, they keep notes of all who these people are and everything yep. for confirmation-wise before, the, you know, their interviews and everything else like that. All of it dropped. Oh. On the internet, so everyone's details from oh, top good. to bottom that all worked in as game journalists is like it's all there. <laughs> their contact details, their postal address, because the invitations, their emails, it's all there. Fuck <laughs> me, it's like Mission Impossible, the first one with the knock list. Yes, it's like the list is out in the open. All these game journalists are going to get doxxed. No. Yeah, that, that, and they try to treat it like it was a very big thing, but no one cared. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. Probably they probably got one call that's just like, "Oh, you write like shit," and then yeah, someone hang I up. I mean, <laughs> we, we already know a majority of game journalists are trash. Yeah. So, you're not what's impressive. the point in telling them? Yeah. I mean, they don't even get bullied online anymore. Yeah, because people ignore them. Yeah, that's based. That is the worst kind of bully. It's the ignoring one entirely. That's them not giving caring enough to give you effort to bully. Um, <laughs> it's like I think I remember. I think I'll try and find the the clip and I'll play it on here if I can. But I remember Yahtzee once discussing with um one of the Gearbox uh, directors, the young bloke, the young Gearbox director. You know. Um, fucking Borderlands and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was talking to Yahtzee. He was talking to Yahtzee because Yahtzee was doing like a interview with him. And um, Yahtzee was like saying, oh, so how do you feel, you know, like that, you know, something I could say could potentially make or break your game. And he turns around and said, I, I don't think you've ever had any swing on anyone's sales in any game ever. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically just told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's fair. It's It was yeah. the funniest comeback I've ever heard. Well, he'd right. be right because if you actually look at the traffic of people who go to these websites versus the actual output of people who buy it and everything else like that majority of people that buy video games they're the ones that just walk into eb every time and go hmm what is on the shelf i'm gonna take this pretty much yeah that is the majority people I'm, it, I'm telling you this from experience it is the majority well a majority of the people who watch uh, these these game review channels that do nothing but trench games like um yahtzee and all those other ones the angry not the angry video game nerd because he's from way back when but you know, the angry reviewers, all those yeah, ones yeah. ago, this was just crap because, you know, they didn't put enough evidence into it. I bet you none of the viewers of that actually watch, uh, play, the, buy the games because they can't afford them. Yeah, of course. So they just do that. So they're like, oh, it was going to be shit anyway. Yeah, it's exactly why Twitch and everything else took off because, again, the opportunity for something free is always going to win over people paying for it. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of people. Do you think everyone in that Twitch chat actually owns the game? No, <laughs> like, no of course not. Barely anyone. Yeah, exactly. It just comes down to that. It's just, sorry, everyone. This um, You have to undercome. I understand it because I'm from like that real background of I really care about games yeah. and films and everything else. So they go to efforts to learn about it. Nine, the majority of them, everyone's just like, oh, I watched the movie, it was funny, and that's it. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we're, that's where the whole concept of um, this new Netflix of gaming models started. Yeah. Uh, I guess Microsoft saw that people were buying less games because of, you know, Twitch and all this other stuff. But if they gave them, like, this pay-to-play-as-many-games-as-you-want yeah. kind of service, then people Oh, yeah, I praise the Game Pass for that, but that's the thing. They still haven't come to discuss what the price is yet. It's still in its, you know, the beta uh, stage and everything else like that. So that's where it always comes down to. But if I say it now, if they charge like about, I'm being modest, about 50 bucks a month or anything, just for like 50 would be the max, I would say. I mean, that would have to bundle 
gold with that. I yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't spend fifty bucks alone. Yeah, without exactly. A gold subscription. But it comes as like a month. That I'm saying the most extreme situation. As it, I'm yeah. saying, don't make this the standard. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, just I'm sure. Is... I'm sure because we have so much swing at Xbox headquarters. Yeah, yeah, I know, um, guys. I'm just, I'm praying though when I'm saying this. And everything. I remember we're like fifty is the max, them. but I say if they charge twenty five would be the ideal amount. Twenty five a month, and you have the access to all the game library thing. That's a bargain. On yeah. itself, and you can come back with your saves and everything. And everything that's a bargain. That's a steal. I think. I think E3's numbers were 100 percent locked in. So yeah. Xbox 9.99, and um, the Ultimate Game Pass, which translates to PC and Xbox 14.99. Okay, that's locked in. That's done. Oh, really? Yeah, that's actually phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that's the next factor: is that we're not getting again. Sony and Microsoft are just keeping themselves locked down when it comes to their price for the new systems. Because Sony keeps teasing, going like, oh, it could be a lot, but it could be. It's like, it, it is going to be either way. You're going to see what Microsoft's going to say, and you're going to respond to it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's why you're not coming to E3. A, because you don't have any specs for your fucking thing yet, and you don't even have a concept design. Um, and B, because you don't have any games for it either. Yeah. You've basically made a dev kit without a dev. Yeah, you've just been showing off that you can play PlayStation 4 games. I'm like, better, like a better frame rates and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but I want something else for the new system. Because I already have a PS4, and they're not hard to find if you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fine with uh, the frame rates working better because that's to be expected. Yes, that's so, what should be expected. So of every thank game. you. I yes. appreciate. It. Thank you for giving us what we deserve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for giving you our money. Yeah, yeah. Um, time <laughs> after time. Yeah, but um, so it's pretty interesting that PlayStation's backed out another year. I, do you think it's because they can't afford the space? Well, it's it's really hard to say because they they now they moved their offices from San Francisco to the UK. That's the other news I've read. Yeah, that's been a real weird change. Like they had their main gaming office in Japan, yeah, and then they went to San Francisco, and that became the standard for them and everything else like that for about a year or two, like two years or so. And now they announced like, oh, we're just all packing up and we're going to go to the UK. Okay. And it's just like, uh, all right, it's big, it's very distressing when you see something else like that because of areas that they live in and where the business is it will affect the outcome of how what games get made and everything. <laughs> yeah, this is bizarre. I mean, you've Cause got... Because you, you look at it, I've actually played... I recently just played through like one of the first PlayStation uh, remakes for the PS4. It's um the Medieval game, which was like an exclusive published Sony game by, again, when it used to be just Sony America and Sony Japan. And Sony America was in New York City at the time. So basically, when you look at that game, it's very straightforward as much as a video game as possible. Yeah. When you look at it, it doesn't go into much production values or anything else like that. It just gets the cutscene, it goes to the next part. Game's very straightforward with everything else like that. Simple, love it, great to pick up and everything. Do you see a game that come out of, you know, like Sony at the time of like, uh, perfect example, Data War. It's that you compare it to what it's like the other ones when they were in different areas, but when it became the San Francisco area, <laughs> you got Data War and you got God of War. So it's like, mm, you can see the difference that happens with the locations and everything there, people. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting move. Um, I think I think PlayStation has this issue where they keep on trying to give us these, these epic masterpieces when they should... Like, Xbox just puts... They put it out of the trash. Like, yeah. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox has a lot of trash. And for all the trash, there's one or two gems, right? Yeah. PlayStation do nothing but try and give us these beautiful gems, like Stranger Things, Detroit Become Human, um, fucking everything else that was like Heavy Rain and that shit. Yeah. They keep on trying to reinvent that that wheel because they think that's what we want. Sometimes we just want to fucking waste time. 
Yeah. Well, again, it comes down to demographics at the time and everything. And there's, like I said, there's the consequence of the people that I just mentioned who walk in the stores and they buy whatever off the shelf. And that was happened during the PS4 time. That was that game, um, the motion capture with the the teens at the woods and everything. Oh, um, fuck, Dawn something Dawn. Yeah, it was that. Is we'll look up both that game name and everything. But it was that game and that game selling well, extremely well, because yeah. it became a meme on the internet and everyone rushed out to buy the game and everything else like that. That's when Sony actually had the press conference saying, "That's what our audience wants." Until Dawn. Yeah, that's it. Until yeah. Dawn. And they said, that's what more of our audience was. They want more cinematic, simple to play meme games. And there you go. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's the consequence when it comes to buying. Which makes me understand why they probably moved to the UK because one of their biggest sellers is FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so it'll be a bit closer to the action. Alright then, let's give you a good, bright, good kick in. Well, most likely, they're going to probably their most larger markets and everything else yeah. like that. Because if you look at it, it comes down to, they're, still, uh, they're all still selling very well around it, except Microsoft. They're just lingering in the back there. It seems they're just Nintendo and Sony at the moment. Yeah. But it looks like it, they're most likely looking at which games sell in the most areas and probably move over there and then try and take from the local and everything else like that. But it, it's interesting changes coming from the PS5 when a new system's coming out and they're making such a drastic change of the entire country, yeah. in fact. Yes, that's yeah, it's really interesting. Um, speaking of England, um, Free Radical Games, um, which made Time Splitters, were English, obviously. Yes. Uh, derivatives of Rare. Um, there's been some updates on the potential of uh, Time Splitters Four. Yeah. Um, it it it. Someone bought the IP. Yeah. Recently, so not someone bought the IP. Someone bought the name for Time Splitters Four. Yes. So, it's potentially gonna happen, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but it just comes down to who will be working on it anymore because Free Radical just doesn't exist as a studio anymore. No, they all just they all moved on. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I really liked the Time Splitter series. It's a nice Golden Eye Perfect Dark alternative. Oh, they were they were all amazing. Um, Flame throwing snowman. Oh, phenomenal with yeah. all the bots and everything. That was the best part. Yeah. Uh, THQ Nordic. Ah, oh, okay. THQ Nordic bought announced uh, the franchise is making a comeback. They bought. They acquired the rights to the IP. Sorry, I was right in the first place. Well, that means they will follow through because it seems that they've been following through with everything. Yes. So it's interesting though because don't forget um, one dude. I think it's a team of one. No, it's a team of a few. Time Splitters Rewind. You know the guy has been working on that, um, the remake of the the first three games. Yes. For the last like 18 or so years. Yeah, but it's over a decade now. <laughs> yeah, and he just released another update uh, of Guns. Okay, so like, bro, man, you got to get a move on. <laughs> you yeah, need to yeah, do another round of Patreon or something. Or yeah, kickstart that shit because it's uh, it's it's dragging now. Yeah, of course. Well, that's what it is. It's like that's a lot of people got to understand. And so people go to these dream projects and everything, expecting them not to be finished. I'm just giving you a bit of a heads up when it comes down to it. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it'd be phenomenal to have Times Two, One, Two, and Three redone. If it intact, it kept its game, its tight gameplay with a more modernized engine and everything. It'd be phenomenal and everything, yeah, especially in online mode again. It'd just be the return of GoldenEye online again yeah, with way amazing. more weapons. <laughs> well, what THQ Nordic should do is they should buy, they should go to the guy who's doing Time Splitters Rewind, get them to get him to help them, and also he can complete his game. Well, that's a good idea. That's what Capcom did when it came to Resident Evil Two Remake. It was the another entire. Fa- it was a fan project, the original mm. one, and that's what they showed it. And that's where Capcom, instead of shutting him down, used common sense and said, "Get you guys over, so we take what you've already worked on, and then we add on top of it, and then it's all done." 
Hint, hint, Nintendo. Calm down with the cease and desists, please. Uh, Nintendo will not change. I found out they recently just closed down a go-kart company in Japan that did their own version of Mario Kart, <laughs> but they didn't give Nintendo's permission, so you get crushed. Sorry. <laughs> They'll be doing that a lot now that Nintendo World's opening very soon. Oh, yeah. Universal Studios in yeah. Japan and everything. So they had the amazing big 3D CG render of everyone doing stuff that you will not be able to do at Nintendo Land itself. No way. The, the, no. There's, there's, sure. there's no way. They had to make you sign a waiver if you're going to do any of that yeah. stuff. To put it in perspective, uh, they released, a, I guess you could call it a trailer for Nintendo World, uh, starring the lovely Charlie CK, um, <laughs> who hasn't done any other songs since I Don't Care, I Crashed My Car Into A Bridge, yeah. and now I'm in Japan doing ads, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the ad made... The ad made me a bit nostalgic, but at the same time, I'm like, that's not what it's going to be like. Yeah, you're not going to be... No, we're not going to be able to jump across <laughs> the land and onto the flagpoles and swing down and stuff. No, <laughs> no. We're not going to be able to do the Mario stuff in the Mario place. You need to sign a wither. <laughs> no, there'd be no waivers or anything. It'd be most likely it's just like, you ready to go on the toad train? It'd be like a train, but with just toads on it instead. <laughs> or the Mario Kart, like, just um, single track. Yeah, everyone goes one after the <laughs> other and you get to dress up as the Mario characters and you get a photo... Yeah, it's all done. It's a little junky too, like the old roller coasters as well. So it doesn't even give you the feeling of driving a go kart. Someone just throws bananas at you. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, crazy. But yeah, so that's some pretty good news about um, Time Sorters too. So uh, Time Sorters four I series. Guess. Yeah. Well, it's good. Hopefully, we get something out of it. I mean, it, it could go either way. THQ Nordic could just buy it and sit on it because companies like to do that. I mean, what has THQ done lately? Nothing. Nothing. nothing well, nothing. they released the new Darksiders though. Oh, that's true. They've been a new Darksiders and they're doing the remake of All Humans Must Die as well, which oh, that's I played at PAX as well. But <clears> except <throat> the demo didn't have an unskippable cutscene, so mm-mm, please fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. If I already played the game before and I know what they're going to say, just let me skip it, please. I think all cutscenes should be skippable, yes. regardless. It's like, but you'll miss the story. It's like, I don't fucking care. If I want to get the story, it'll take me a minute to read up on it. They're not yeah, very complicated I'm, people. I'm fine. I'm fine. Metal Gear Solid series. War is bad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the reason I stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, my goodness. I bought that. I bought it. I, I didn't acquire it. I bought it. Yeah. Because I was like, I'll play this game. It'll be awesome. I played for about five hours, and I only actually got to play the actual game for about 20 minutes. Yeesh. The rest was cutscenes. Yeesh. And I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. It's, what happened to the RPG where you had the guy with the keyblades and just fight all the monsters all the time? I want to go back to that. Instead <clears> of just bringing up that dump truck of lore, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it just moves on. It's been, it has, it's been nonsense, people. Let's be honest. By this game, there's been a lot of nonsense that's happened between 2 and 3 oh, yes. and all the other side games and everything. It's a like, lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense. Get it out of here. Let's get it back to basics. Chop, chop. Keep it simple. <laughs> well, I know, because that's the problem. If you have a long gap between a 2 and a 3 and you release a bunch of side games and in and outs, you, you need to add that to your game. You, yeah. need to, you need to be weary of that in your game. Yeah. So it makes it much harder for you to produce that. Yeah, that makes it much, much harder because then you're putting restrictions to the story and everything else yeah. like that. And but yeah, like that, it, it comes down to it. it's just like it's just too much. Yeah, there's a, there is and a lot of people say, oh, you can't have too much. It's like yeah, it gets to the point where if you can't explain it to <laughs> someone who wants to get into the series within a minute, <laughs> like to the point and everything, you got a problem. Yeah, well, I don't think that's uh, that's Kingdom Hearts three is not for those kind of people because yeah. like, it starts off with Kingdom of Hearts one. It's like, nah, okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just want to walk away now. Sorry, I can't do this. 
I can't. Well, I just remember that game on the island, and then they got broken up, but then they got back together, but then they didn't. And then that song played at the end. I was like, ah, oh, that was pretty cool. When you walk away, yeah. you don't hear me say, Yeah, that's what happens. The cloud turns up, and you're like, wow, it's cloud. And he's like, whatever. And he's like, wow, it's Squall, look. And he's like, whatever. And like, wow, you guys are not really great characters. <laughs> <laughs> Squall and Cloud are the most boring humans on Earth. Yeah. Just... I really want to see what they do with um Cloud in Final Fantasy Seven. The remake. Like, are they going to make him interesting, or is he just going to be a flat, monotone freak? Well, from what I played the PAX demo, it's pretty much still in line with that attitude of the cloud, of just like, I care, but I don't. You know, it's the way... It's like, oh, okay. My sadness pays for my bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's obviously got delayed by an extra month, so I think that's due April or Yes, April the 21st, right before... No, the 20th, right before my birthday. Ooh. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Yes. But it's either the plans of... Yeah, I'll probably figure I'll be staying in Australia for my birthday because we're going to go see The Offspring. Oh, yeah, So they're coming in the same month. They're like two days before my birthday as well, so... And all you do is yell out, play the Crazy Taxi song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like... Talk about that song where everything in the neighborhood fell apart. I know that's like 90% of your songs, but that's how it is. Growing up in Chino sucked, man. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll calm down, guys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they just do their first two albums and then leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that'll be really fun to see Offspring. Um, yeah, all right. So we'll duck into the promo zone. All right. We'll um, duck there because we've got some promos of some podcasts and also um, potentially we might have a discussion with a company from Cospendium, so a cosplay uh it's another pop culture convention that's starting in Melbourne. It's in July this oh, okay. year. They've got two guests currently, Mel Gibson and William Shatner. Ooh. So basically that that that's some star power right the there. The Melzy. Yeah, I know. Like lots of other cons have like like B grade Sebs, celebs. This has gone to the A grade. Oh yeah, they got the Shat. They got the Shatner and Gibson. I just want him to yell at me. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see. Hopefully, I mean, it, it, well, I'm just convinced to go in there because of what you just told me mm-hmm. already. Hopefully, I can get a decent seat with the camera and hopefully Mel just lets it all out. Yeah. Of what he thinks about everyone <laughs> and the world around him. You know what I hate about other races? It's yeah. like, whoa, 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 no, 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 stop, No, I wanted to just, just like, unleash the bee smell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been walking around a wasteland all my life. It's like, whoa, calm down. I mean, uh, like, Mr. Mel really redeemed himself with Hacksaw Ridge, not going to lie. Yeah. As a director. Wow, beautiful movie. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk a bit about Cospendium when we get back. And also, we'll talk about anime. You've uh, you talked about some anime before. It's a pretty fucked up sounding anime. Oh <laughs> yes, I have to tell you about that one—the one of the season that's getting talked about the most at the moment. Which yeah. I always do the controversial ones. We talked about Goblin Slayer last year, and yeah. we talked about the biggest ones. I thought Dora Dora was going to take that, but it's like no, this one takes the cake because <laughs> yeah. of all the reaction that's happened afterwards. I mean, if you're not going to talk about Japan being the most potentially weirdest place on earth, why bother? Yeah. Like, no or I don't, as I'll, I'll explain to you, it's like, I'll explain the source material and I'm like, how did anyone not read what I just said <laughs> and then say yes or no? It's very simple to understand. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when we get back. Uh, Nick will have our new segment. Japan, you so crazy. Yeah, I'll do a segment, just general life. It's <laughs> Japan every day. They do what they want. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Sedge. And this is King Kegel, aka Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual. A gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree. 
And sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, hey, hey. I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius. And attractive. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. friends and potential lovers, have you ever felt so passionately after watching a TV show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with? Allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts, KT and OT. Each episode, we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with. Like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back, everyone. Welcome back to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs for our part two of our, I guess, you know, second episode. <laughs> we yeah. haven't done too many so far. <laughs> we're getting onto it, we swear. Yeah, we're doing it. It's going to come. It's like um, The Seasons of Spring by George R. R. Martin. It'll be here eventually. It will be. No, 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 no. We're not going to do the R. R. Martin where it's like, it'll get here in the series and on TV. It's coming, I swear. Do you know something really crazy? The entire run of Game of Thrones. <laughs> The whole show ran between when he released his book and his other book still isn't out yet. So it's still being on off one book? No, no, no. no. So there's like five books? Yes. We're waiting on the sixth. Don't yell at me if I got that wrong. But between the the fifth came out before the series. Yeah. And the sixth still isn't out yet. And the series ran through and ended. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a slow, slow man. You are not getting the end of that series, people, from what you just described. Oh, no, no, no. The way the series ended on TV, I think we discussed this, is the way it's ended. Because George R. R. Martin is going to die. Yes. Before he finishes it. Yes, absolutely. I've seen photos of him. That is a very sickly looking man. <laughs> so, unfortunately, everyone, that's the way Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. Enjoy. But if you don't like it, you can just imagine another ending. That's what I do with things I don't like, and I just enjoy <laughs> life a lot more. <laughs> okay, so what next? What should we talk about? Uh, yes, that convention you just mentioned before. We mentioned the the Madman himself. Ah, Mad Max himself. Uh, basically, so Cospendium is the brainchild of this dude who lives uh, up in the coastway. He uh, loves Vikings. He loves cosplay. 
So he decided to start a convention. You can check out a couple of different um, ads on it on Channel 7 or Channel 9. I might pop some links in because some people have gone up and talked to him. And this is going back to the roots of um, conventions. Because you know how like Oz Comic Con, PAX even, PAX has become so... Commercial, yeah, that... commercialized heavily. It's the same stores that they had last year. It's I don't expect that they're just going to keep that's the formula and they're going to stick with it every time. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. So this is going back, maybe take it down a peg to manifest days. Well, so, hopefully, yeah. So a bunch of nerds who have a lot in common because Pax has Pax has those the people who don't actually play games. I'm not talking about like thoughts or stuff. I don't care about them. I'm fine with that stuff. If you want to dress up and come cosplay, that's fine. I'm talking about people that don't play games. They just want to come because they're bored. Yeah. The bros. The bros who play like maybe Halo once and think they're a gamer. Yeah. There's, yeah, well, it comes down to there's a lot of, I could easily say that because of the attendance and everything else like that. There's not a lot of real. You know, I would not use the word hardcore or anything else like that. I'm just saying people who are more enthused about gaming are not there as much anymore. Yeah. Like, it's slimmed down. Like, you can tell in the retro section, there's the old guys that have been there always. Yeah. That have been around for gaming forever and stuff. <laughs> but a lot of the other areas, it's, um, yeah, not a lot like that. It's very more modernized. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, Cospendium is um, it's going to be on the 4th and 5th of July in 2020. Oh, nice. So, at the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne. Um, basically, I'm just going to read a bit from the website and, you know, so, uh, step into the fantasy world and immerse yourself in the very best of anime, pop culture, TV, film, literature, art, and gaming. Cospendium brings a unique mix of interactive events for all ages, including celebrity guest panels, stalls, live music performance, and esports. While all the usual experiences you expect from such a convention will be, uh, will be present. Cospendium brings a difference through introducing new elements that will create the X Factor never seen before. Okay, so uh, basically, there's going to be a lot of car, um, cosplay, there's going to be a lot of gaming, uh, there's going to be a massive cosplay competition, and of course, they have secured guests in Mel Gibson and William Shatner. More will be coming soon, but they've already, you know, kind of lined themselves up with two really big name actors. Well, it sounds interesting if they're open to everything, um, especially... <clears throat> Like you said, of all everything else, but it's all bundled up with cosplayers from that as well. But it's mostly, as you said, uh, the guests are usually the big attraction, just like Supernova. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, this year we got the original Evangelion dub cast turning up, all three of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm just tempted just to see them. I was wanting to go just to see Kevin Eastman, the ninja, one of the co-creators of Ninja Turtles. But when I saw it's all the Ava cast, it's just like, I have to go to It's like, getting a robot, Shinji. I just yeah. go to his face. I, I think you actually just have to go ask all three of them if they got contacted by Netflix yeah. to dub yeah. Neon Genesis. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like it's, yeah, going back to roots. So it might be like PAX first year, the first year of PAX, which was just this beautiful combination of all these things. Yeah, it was just all there. They'll just, it's a, it was a, it felt like a, nat- it felt like a, na- a natural market. Cause you've ever been to like, like yeah. street markets or you've actually gone to, you know, actually like for my experience of growing up of the Sunday night markets and everything of all these different venues and stores, all in just in a nice area, just all doing their own thing. And that's what it was. It's PAX is just not that anymore. 
Yeah. It's like it, they've just got all pushed out by the big guys where it's just like, hi, EB Games here. We have an EB Games store. Do you not see EB Games? It's Red Bull. Yeah. And We're going to destroy Red you. Bull. Oh, yeah. Red Bull. And don't forget Alien Software. Yeah. The computers that cost 10 times more for no reason. <laughs> yeah. If you want to stay up all night killing people, yeah. drink Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull. <sighs> And then the twi- the 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 classes situation, Twitch partners only room. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, the Twitch okay. part is like come and see all the people on Twitch, but you don't get to talk to them. You can see them recording and talking about how they don't want it. They got a free trip here. <laughs> it's like um, I remember um, there was uh, these two cosplayers dressed up as Rain uh, Oscar, and you were asking the question like, oh, "What?" It's like, "Have you ever seen the show?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, huh? <laughs> Get away from me, you horrible, horrible man. No, that's the the joke me and Carl always tell about ourselves. That's the Kingdom Hearts cosplayers. Oh, yeah. As you turn up, it's just like, oh, you're from this. It's a, is it, which one's your favorite game? Game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think Cospendium is going to bring back the return of the Keyblades. All the Keyblades. I would like to see the Keyblades versus the Lord of the Rings cosplayers come back again. Oh, Someone I... on a horse has Gandalf and everything. Push them back! Push the anime back into the mines! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'd love to see more geek culture cosplay because it's really just games and, well, games these days. Yeah, it's You don't get just... too much anime. Well, that's what it is. When it comes to anime, it's like, we well, we got there's more anime than there is before. We can't, can't keep up. It's yeah. just that so much of it. It's like, we're, it's... It's mind-blowing when I think about it. It's just like how much you used to get it in the past versus now. It's just, it's infinite. Yeah. That's the only way I can say it, it is infinite. There's <laughs> no way you can watch every anime. There's no way you can read every manga or every comic book or yeah. see every film. It's physically impossible. It's like, <laughs> it's like normal, normal world now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so keep your eye out on Cospendium, anyone who's uh, in the Melbourne area, or even if you're not in the Melbourne area, uh, you can always come down just to see William Shatner and Mel Gibson. I mean, what's... The problem with that, I mean, some of you travel all the way from Sydney to see packs every year and just get crammed in like sardines. Yeah, Why not come and relax. But uh, watch this space. Uh, we may have more updates about Cospendium depending on how some conversations go. But uh, just check it out. Okay, boom. And now let's go to Waka Waka. What are you doing, Japan? That wasn't the name of the segment I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might as well talk about it. It is. Um, just going to be rougher than the name off the top of my head. So yeah. I'm going to give you the concept first. And now, as I was saying, this is the concept first. You have to use it. Okay, so the concept is we and got then ourselves. I'll, I'll name it. You no. give me the concept and I'll name it. Oh, boom. No, you won't even know what it is, what it is, because you haven't even heard it until I told you today. That's right. You, you give me the concept and I'll give it a name. No, I'm telling you, this is me pitching the, sh- the done show of what you're going to publish to everyone else. Now, you've got to think of this from someone who has to sell this to other people and everything. Yeah, and I'm going to okay. give it a catchy name. Whatever okay. you say, I'm going to give it a catchy name. Okay. All right. So how about this? We got ourselves an anime, right? Everyone's like, yeah, anime. Everyone knows what that is. We got a medieval setting. It's like, oh, I love it. Magic and everything else like that. Okay. Like Slayers. Yeah, yeah, like Slayers and Orphan, and there's a lot of great shows and everything else like that. There's current ones. There's a new one coming in the cinema actually as well. Ooh. Not an Orphan. The the Orphan's getting a new series itself. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. Orphan was getting a new series. But yeah, so we got ourselves the magical setting. You all understand this, okay? The main group of adventurers is three guys that go to each town to see what species they can have sex with in the brothels, and then they write reviews about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, let's think of a name. Medieval fantasy creatures, um, by the way. It's ye old Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> I think the correct name is uh, Interspecies Reviews or something else like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's the actual title of it and everything else like that. And so yeah, it's all 
medieval kind of set creatures and everything else like that. <laughs> so so they go into ones and there's one of just harpies that are horse. And it's like, there we go. We'll go review that and everything. Where did these reviews end up? Do they just post it on like a notice board? Because yeah, on really... a notice board in a tavern. They just <laughs> they're up there on a scroll and everyone comes up like, her, interesting. <laughs> That's what you can do with slime. They have magic, but like I said, everyone comes to the tavern because the tavern's where it is where everyone comes to meet. I just post it on my wall. <laughs> yeah, like, on what? the wall. Okay, and everyone enough. comes up there and they're just like, oh, that's what you can do to those species that really get some <laughs> <laughs> And so, of course, Funimation picked this up. And then suddenly, after they did a few episodes, they're like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to be doing stuff like this. <laughs> This is all highly inappropriate stuff, and we're going to drop dubbing of it right now. And there was actually two Japanese networks that were like, yeah, this is a bit too much for us, and they <laughs> dropped it as well. But just Toei said no. Uh, no, Toei doesn't have their own channel, though. Oh, okay. They're an they're, they're right animation studio, but the actual two networks in Japan actually <laughs> dropped it as well. The They say there's this one called MXTA or something like that, but yeah. they, they have it completely uncensored, but you don't see anything. It's just modern anime now. It's Like I said, it's the best way to describe it is... Uh, a guy called Giga Perfectly, who's a anime reviewer, said, I can't believe it's not hentai. Yeah. That's any way to perfectly describe the show. <laughs> it's like other shows that have been passed on to me by other people or manga and everything else. Like another one was called The Peeping Room. And I'm like reading a couple of chapters. Costa sent this through to me. He said, yeah. read this. I'm like going, rowing through and everything. And we're like, Costa, did you just want to share hentai with me? It's like, no, it's not a hentai, I swear. It's like, I don't know. It's looking a lot like a hentai <laughs> going through all this stuff and everything. <laughs> oh my god! But that's the thing is like the the visual level of Japan is that that they have no restrictions yeah. like they do like the American comic book industry. So they get all the angles, people, <clears throat> all the angles. Where yeah, even I sit there it. going like they must have hired people to get these kind of shots <laughs> and everything else. Like, that is only the physical way I can think about <laughs> something like that. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, Japan again never change. Um, <laughs> you give us all our loves. <laughs> Uh, it's just just reading the title of it and just reading the concept of it. It's like, what, you guys didn't read exactly what it is? You have to sell this back to stuff like that. You just know uh, it would not fly. I can imagine Funimation dropping the ball like that. It's like, this sounds really good. It's, we'll aim it for uh, 9 to 13-year-olds. It's like, well, what? Yeah, it, they don't research or anything. It's very clear for that by now. I know. Funimation had a bunch of dum-dums. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, basically, they just have to be vocals. They don't even watch the show. It's like, I'm just reading the script. Yeah, that's, but it is. They had the voice actors reading it. Did, what? None of the voice actors turn around and go, okay. <laughs> when they do the it, dirty like, harpy was a dirty, dirty slut. Yeah, she basically. She liked it from behind. Oh, that's what it's like. It's just like, do you know if you touch harpies here at a certain place, that really gets it's so, excuse me? What, what am I reading? <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can uh, get Bruce Falcon to do that. He likes talking dirty. Yeah. Or um, what is it? Spike Spiegel. Not Spike Spiegel. Who's that other guy who always does all the anime voice actings? Um, Jason Bloom. Jason Bloom, yeah, he he's most likely got like four roles in it. Oh yeah, Spike Spiegel in three different accents. Yeah, Spike Spiegel in three different accents, and Jason as like Jason in five different other ones. It's yeah. like that. That's Frankie from One Piece, and this from this one, and he's got each different one all lined up. <laughs> Steve Bloom, not Jason Bloom. Yeah, Jason Bloom. I was it. thinking Jason Bourne. I just combined two different people. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Steve Bloom. Excuse us, Steve Blum. Steve Blum. That's Blum. it. Blum. Steve Blum. Yeah, Blum, the guy who's in everything. Yeah, who does voice acting for everything. Yeah. Um, it's like Phil Lamar. He's every black guy ever yeah. in every TV cartoon show. Ever. He's always <laughs> Phil Lamar. <laughs> and Samurai Jack. Yes, Samurai Jack. Um, have you checked out um, the new TV show, Primal, yet? Yeah, I saw all of them. 
Mm-hmm. I saw it when it came out. Again, it was another four episodes for a season, which is not. But like I said, I, but when I looked at what the content was, and uh, I think about when it came back to Samurai Jack's, the set, what we should call the finale, that's yeah. the best way to sum it up, is uh, when Kennedy was interviewed about it, when he said he was going to make an adult one, he was like, he didn't want to make it where, you know, it'd just be violence and blood and everything for the sake of violence. He wanted to tell a mature story and everything. He said, yeah. if I was going to do that, it'd be something else entirely, and that's what Primal is. Hmm. Primal is where he gets to go full ham with the violence and everything else like that and the overtopness and it's the perfect setting for that. It's the primal setting. It's the one, the most yeah. violent period of our existence. Kill or be killed. That's pretty much what it was. Wait, no, no, no. You're forgetting 2020. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Always the current year yeah, is it's, the most yeah, violent What happened year now is how we live now and how they yeah. lived in the past. No, they could not have not comprehended what we have today. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that's time for us today. Oh, okay. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on before we went? Um... Uh, yeah, touch up Ooh. on it. It came in the mail from, again, one of the only reasons I do get Kickstarters, not for games, it's for books. Yeah. Books or music vinyls, because it's hard to not make excuses for those ones or anything. Yeah. Um, but yes, I got one, which is, again, I say I love the Sega fan base because they go do such effort for love of Sega and everything. Yeah. Where they, I've got the Sega Mega Drive collection book where the guy went through and got all the artwork from all of the books and interviews with people who worked on it, including the artists that worked on the covers and everything. Yeah. Uh, just a history of breaking down everything. I got another one of Dreamcast Year One, which is the first year of the Dreamcast, broken down in the Power Region and everywhere else where Ooh. it all released and everything. But the next one that came out that I was excited and I completely forgot about, but I have in my possession now, which... I'm all giddy like a kid, is, <laughs> is there's a pop-up book, as you know, pop-up books for little kids' papers uh, when they're telling stories and everything, but except for the pop-up, as I'm opening now, Nico can see it, uh, uh, me basically look at it, but this is actually a pop-up book of the retro arcade systems that were in the 1980s that came out. So Tetsuas, like uh Canada's bike. Uh, Shen, yeah, this um, Shenmue, this game actually appeared in Shenmue. So Hang On is the first one that comes up. That's the red motorcycle that he gets on. Yeah. Uh, if you play the Yakuza series, people would know about Space Harrier. Um, that's a game that's regularly in all the arcades. Uh, Nick, will, uh, Nick will upload all these uh, pictures onto to my Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, to my nerdy Nick Instagram. They're coming up sh- very shortly. Um, yeah. Again, another one, Outrun as well, which is... Outrun, Ferrari! Yeah, which is a Ferrari licensed game and everything, surprisingly back then. How brutal were the crashes in Outrun? Like, you'd both fly out of the oh, car. Oh, you and your girlfriend get thrown from the car, <laughs> and, and she yells at you, and then you start again. It's all fine. <laughs> Uh, next one, one of my favorite ones, which was Afterburner, which if you remember, if you saw Terminator 2 when John Connor was in the arcade, yep. that's the game him and his friend are playing, which is the jet game, which <laughs> actually comes in the big pod that you sit in. And some were actually, if they allowed it, had uh, full motion control inside it. So if you moved with the jet, it actually moved around with you and everything. That'd and of course, awesome. there was the big pod one that you went into, which would go full rotation, reach 60 <laughs> in a pod and everything else like that. Uh, next is Thunderblade, which is more of an obscure one, which was a helicopter assault game. See, why don't we get this shit anymore? Well, because we... the world's not cool anymore, that's why. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, their own version of F-Zero before F-Zero even existed, which was called Power Drift. Power Drift. Which I never saw at all, so it was actually a surprise. But, of course, the book in itself comes with people who were around these machines to get enough details, including original concept works and screenshots, mm. and talk about the experience of what it was like 
walking to the arcades back then and seeing these giant behemoth plastic things like, whoa, it's a real bike or it's a real car. Whoa! <laughs> it would have been awesome growing up in the, in the age of arcades. Oh, that's what it is. When I think about it, the arcade scenes like peaked near like halfway through the 90s and then died off because that's when the PS1 came out and then yeah. developers could release their games straight to that and they didn't have to go through the arcade whatsoever anymore. Yeah. So that time, you know, when I was a kid going up, I actually got to see the big bulky the, the big machines that you rode on and everything else and what it was like feeling with these machines and everything else phenomenal they yeah. all worked phenomenally well perfectly well and everything else like that it, well that's how Pretty it is cool. you had to work well if you were going to survive <laughs> it. if you made a crap game and it didn't work you just you just sank so quickly yeah i saw done. so many machines yeah that's what it is i saw many so many machines that would come in you would tell they were trying to be the the quick cash grabs or anything else so that they would be gone within a week or two because yeah. no one would play them or re- result with them <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, it's got a beautiful cover. Um, just yeah, they put a lot of effort into it. Um, making a pop up book, I think, would be hard in general. Oh yes, you got to make sure it closes and folds. I'd fuck it up. Yeah, the only experience I have with pop up books is Spot goes to the beach and all the tabs are ripped off. Ooh, it's just because I I, I really want to know where Spot was. <laughs> so Spot is just not there anymore. No, he's gone. <laughs> Spot ran away, bit the neighbor's child, and had to be put down. <laughs> Sorry, dangerous dog laws. Yeah. And for instance, can Spot make up his fucking mind? Sometimes he walks on two legs. Sometimes he walks on four. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just I, I don't understand this animal. Yeah, it was more of the he was in a marketing situation to see which was more popular, but then they just went along with it. Yeah, I think they ended up on four legs because any dog that walks on two legs just is not normal. Yeah, and he just remained on a four-legged dog the rest of the time. Yeah, thank He's, God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, that's time. Um, we'll finish this one up here. All right. We'll have another episode out next week. Um, if anyone wants to contact us, it's uh, at DemFancy on Twitter or www.demfancyfans at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us. If you want us to solve one of life's greatest mysteries, uh, we're more than happy to help you. Um, Nerdy Nick's... Um, Instagram is at Nerdy Nick, I do believe. Yes, uh, I think it's there's numbers in it, but I'll give you. It'll be in the links. I'll be in the, the show notes. <clears throat> the show notes as well, just to keep you up and everything. So you can check out my picks from Japan and yeah. all the other nerdy stuff that I uploaded lately and everything. Yes. Some more of the random other stuff you wouldn't expect to see. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's been awesome coming back. And I know we've had a lot of people on Twitter asking when we're coming back, when are you coming back? Hurry up and come back. We're back. Um, from now on, our consistency is going to be through the roof. Yep. We'll be releasing episodes weekly, back to a normal format. Um, maybe later on down the year, we might have two two shows a week, depending on if we can manage it. Uh, but yeah, so we're back. So, excellent. We'll be back next week with Carbon Water. Excellent. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Oh.